0: Welcome to Empire Building, the podcast where we talk about building big businesses and even bigger lives. I'm your co-host, Seychelle Van Poole.
1: And I'm Sarah Reynolds. And today we are going to talk about a very tactical uh, episode in terms of how to create rating fans, give five-star service, and at the same time, protect your time.
0: I really and, like uh, the last got, part of that. Usually the rest of this- it's talked about, but not the last part.
1: Exactly. That's the key here. And it's coming live uh, from the two S's. Uh, Seychelle and Sarah are tackling this one. And this is something that we know very well, um, Mm -hmm. especially given that we both um, are young mamas and building big businesses. And so our time matters. And at the same time, the customer service level that we give our clients also matters. Absolutely. Um, And so we are going to uh, talk about how you can do that. How in the world Can you give five-star service, build raving fans, and at the same time, have a life, protect your time? So we're going to dive in and uh, talk to you about how we do that. Yes. And you
0: know, the biggest secret of all of this is it starts with you. So here are some simple steps to create raving fans and at the same time, have an awesome big life.
1: Yeah, you you are in control. Mm-hmm. If you don't follow the steps, and I, and I tell my team, if you don't follow the steps and you don't also follow the steps in the order <laughs> that I share it, then when your life is sort of out of control and your clients are controlling you, then you are really the only one to blame because it is 100% mm-hmm. in your control in terms of building um, raving fans and at the same time controlling your time in life. And it is possible. We're here to tell you it is possible, but you do need to follow all of the steps and really in the right order, in the right order.
0: That's right. It's very true. And, um, you know, step one is to set the stage that you expect that they are going to be a raving fan. Um, We need to treat, we have to teach people how to treat us. That's the only way they know how to do it. And we have to teach them how to refer us and to know that they're getting an amazing experience when they're getting it. And so, um, you know, sharing the importance of referrals in our business is a really important thing that we do. And one of the things that we do at the very beginning then of that client consultation is to let them know, right, we survive and feed our families from raving fans and referrals. And what that means is my goal is to give you five-star service so that you turn around and tell everyone you know, your friends, your family, your neighbors, um, how awesome we are, and then that you introduce me to those people. You contact me, you let me know their contact information so that I can reach out to them to help them buy or sell a home. And my goal is to earn that with you. So, Sarah, I'm gonna ask you right now, what does five star service mean to you? And oftentimes, I, I love right? That. So like that- The client will tell you, right? It's you communicate effectively with me. It's that when I call you, you call me back. It's that you're going to do what you say you're going to do when you're going to do it. It's that you sell my house for top dollar or you find me the perfect dream home or whatever it is. But they'll tell you what their expectations are and then you repeat those back to them. Okay, what I'm hearing from you is if we do one, two, three, four, five that you have listed out, that is five-star service to you. I think we can meet and exceed those expectations. Or- We can do those. There's one that might be a little bit more tricky and less in our control. Let's talk about that one right now so we can get that out in the open. But it allows you to set the stage so that they know when they're getting excellent service.
1: That's so good. And then in the midst of you finding out how they define five-star service, because that is something that is relative to them, right? It's It's very specific. Mm -hmm. Everyone sort of defines uh, a five-star service differently. I love that in that question, you're not only getting that answer, but you're also setting the stage for, hey, uh, we want you to introduce us to others that we can help. And so you're setting the expectation with them from the very beginning that you live and survive off of referrals from the very, very beginning. So love that step. That's right. Step two um, goes right into that, um, which is setting expectations from the very beginning this is key to having a an amazing life they they say that anytime there's a conflict in a relationship it's typically someone had an expectation that was not met right someone had an expectation mm. that was not met so when you can set the expectations from the very beginning it will help you ex- over exceed their um, expectations cuz you're sort of setting them as you go so the first thing um, that I find to be really important is to do a, pr- a presentation. And I, I don't love the word presentation mm-hmm. for this necessarily, but it's really a guide in terms of what you're going to do um, to either sell their house or help them buy a house. And this, this applies to other sales industries as well. Um, but the other purpose of the presentation is to set expectations in terms mm-hmm. of how the process works, right, in, in our industry, in Say and industry, the real estate industry, People don't move, they, they move once every five to seven years. Right. So, you d- don't, don't forget what it's like to be them, meaning they don't know how the process works or they don't remember. And so, it's g- from the very beginning, doing a presentation to where you're sharing the benefits of working with you, but that's really not just the purpose, it's also setting the expectations in terms of the process and, and how it works. So, that's one expectation. So, when you to say, uh, what's the second one? Well, and when you you say like that you're setting the
0: expectation on that, can you give me an example like of how that how that looks, Sarah, or like what that feels like?
1: Yeah, so um, great question, Say. So like in our presentation, we have we offer a staging consult to every seller. We either stage it if it's vacant or we are offering a consult. So when when we're sharing the benefit that we offer in terms of staging, what we're actually doing is we're setting the expectation that they're going to do everything on the stager list Mm -hmm. to where Mm -hmm. they won't feel like uh, um, the Um. stager is like insulting their home, right?
0: They Mm -hmm. will
1: take all of the lists and they'll actually do the staging items to where they're going to get the most amount of money. And that's built into our presentation. So that's not only a benefit, but it's also setting the expectation with them in terms of what -hmm. what we are expecting that they do with that benefit.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. Well, you know, I also think about like setting expectations with when you're going to return phone calls or when you're going to get back to a client um, is super important too. I think about like on my voicemail, right? It says like, you know, thank you for calling. Please leave your name and your phone number twice. If your call is received after 6 p.m., your phone call will be returned the following business day. And we let our clients know, just like I'm sitting here with you, not staring at my text messages in my phone every 12 seconds, um, it's likely that I'm in an appointment with clients. And so if you happen to have someone that can answer the phones for you or an administrative person that can do that, have them call the office first right? If you don't have that, let your clients know that as soon as I walk out of an appointment, if I miss you, I will call you right back um, so that they understand. I've even heard some people go so far as to say, today, I will be returning phone calls between X and X time and X and X time. And if I miss you, I'll call you back in between those two time slots so that your clients are ready um, for you to give them a call. So that's always something that you can um, help as well.
1: Yeah, this was my saving grace. Uh, was this concept of, because I felt like when I first started in real estate sales, I felt like I had to be so attached to my phone. And then before I knew it, my clients were controlling my entire day. And so having, setting the expectation with them that, Hey, I'm not going to answer my phone all the time. And that's because I'm most likely with a client or on on an appointment. Um, But I promise I will return the call as soon as I'm available. And when you tell them that from the beginning, then they're not, Upset at you when they call and get your voicemail. The other big thing is what they mm-hmm. mentioned is having a phone number on your voicemail of your office or of an admin. Yeah. That that has really helped me as well. It's just like if you reach my voicemail, give my office a call. We are here to serve you. So that's really big. The other big thing with setting expectations and honestly, th- this is just huge in terms of service because the more you can set yeah. the expectations from the beginning, the more raving fans you're going to have. And so one of the Mm. things that we believe in is sharing the bad things that are going to happen before they happen. (laughs) So there's typically like a list of things that happen, um, at least in a real estate transaction or or through the process of buying or selling a home. And I found that when I let the client know ahead of time, they weren't shocked and they were actually happy with me because I gave them sort of a heads up. And so like some of the sort of examples of that, are like most buyers feel a little bit of buyer's remorse right after they find their house and get under contract. So I always let them know ahead of time that this is the feeling that you're going to have next, right? Mm-hmm. Um, depending on how the market is, um, letting them know that it they might lose in multiple offers. So they don't blame you as, as their mm-hmm. um, agent in terms of why they lost. Um, for sellers, you know, man, they're going to have... Depending on the market, they're going to have many people through their house, and um, so like buyers are going to leave the lights on, or sometimes yes. they're going to pee in your toilet and not flush. <laughs> uh, and and yeah, uh, it's true. And how and how frustrate <laughs> and how frustrating it can be to be in that situation. But when I tell them ahead of time, then when they come home and that that situation has presented itself, they're not calling me thinking that that we did something like that, that mm-hmm. we didn't sort of control the situation. Um, and then I always tie it into like, you know, and this is why you hire us is because we're going to sell it within your ideal time frame for the most amount of money to where you're only having to live with this pain for a short period of time. And I know those expectations yeah. are very real estate focused, but even no matter what you do in whatever industry you're in. Um, what are the things that could happen along the process mm-hmm. that um, will prevent them from being upset at you and will continue them being a raving fan for you? So setting the expectation of the bad things that will happen along the, along the way is really key um, to building raving fans
0: hmm And, you know, it, your clients will thank you for it. It feels really nerve-wracking the first couple of times that you do that with a client because you feel like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm like doom and glooming them for a hot second. But like, I'll tell you when we work with sellers, I, I kind of view our role as to kind of like um, tamper their expectations now. We say like, we kind of kill the buzz at the beginning because we need to meet and exceed their expectations and really outperform that later. And so we really kind of... <laughs> It's a little bit of a beat down at the beginning because we know that when they do what we need them to do, they're going to be thrilled on the back end. Um, And so really doing a good job of setting those expectations. And I'm not saying you like hammer them, right? But that you do let them know how it can go sideways or what can go funky. um, Well, all of a sudden they'll be like, oh my gosh, you told me that was going to happen and it did and you were totally right. It was fine and we
1: worked through it and now we're great, you know, so... (laughs) Makes a huge difference. Yeah. And a a little script that I say a lot when I'm doing that is like selling your home and living in your home are two different things. Let me go over some things that might frustrate you along the way in terms of selling your home, which is why we want to get it sold as Mm -hmm. quickly as possible for you so you don't have to live with these things long term. Mm -hmm. Um, And so just like letting them know, you know, it it is different, right? Um, And then setting those from the beginning will help save. It also prevents like the 10 o'clock calls of them being upset. And so all of those things really help you have a life at the same time when you're letting them know ahead of time.
0: Yes. And you know, it's a, you you, may, you either learn from our mistakes and you don't do it because you're hearing what we have failed forward on, or you're going to do it. And then you're going to end up with, I had mine were between 3 and 4 a.m. phone calls. You had the 10, a.m. Or 10 p.m. phone calls. Either way, though, if you don't protect it, you're going to get the calls. It's just a matter of when. Yes. Um, so yep. that's just the way it goes. And then, you know, the last one really ties into this, which is protecting your time. And when we say your time, this is your personal time. And right, before we were recording um Sarah and I were talking about just you know some fails that I personally have gone from like when when covid hit um everything just hit the fan right it was crazy we were figuring everything out and we doubled down and really protecting our business and growing it and I took off her vacations off the calendar I took off all my personal appointments off the calendar because I just felt like I needed to wipe everything and and look at everything fresh and an admission that I did that I would not encourage that you do, but that I did was I um, somehow just didn't put my personal appointments back on there. I didn't put date nights Mm. back on there. So they happened less intentionally. I didn't put um, dates with our daughter back on there. They just sort of happened when they happened. And I found myself up until about a month ago feeling this immense amount of guilt because I felt like I was taking time away from the business to spend time on personal things that bring me great joy. And joy is my word for the year. And so these things bring me great joy. I love doing them, but I kept feeling this just like very deep pitted guilt gut guilt. And um, I did it to myself. I have no other excuse. My team is incredibly supportive, and we encourage all of our team members to take personal time. But I wasn't leading from the front on that. And so— you know, I think you really need to remember to treat everything as an appointment and make sure it is on your calendar. And you know, learn from my fails on that over the last two and a half years. Get them back on your calendar if you've had them off. Put them back on. Everything is an appointment, whether it is getting your hair done or getting a massage or having a date with your kid after school after car Lane and taking them to go get ice cream or whether it's date nights, that is an appointment with you or yourself, or your family, or your friends. It's an appointment. Your client doesn't need to know what it is. So, You don't say to them, oh, I can't meet at three o'clock today because I'm picking my kid up from school. It's, I have an appointment at three, but I could meet you at four. Or I have an appointment at three, would one o'clock work for you. And so just be really aware that it doesn't matter what the appointment is. It's an appointment on your calendar, and it's important, and it needs to be on there. And protecting that is great. Give the client two options if the time they're asking for doesn't work. And so if I'm talking with Sarah and I'm like, shoot, you know what? I have an appointment at three o'clock today, but I can do it one o'clock today or... Or I can do a 9 a.m. tomorrow morning or a 10 a.m. tomorrow morning. Would either of those two work for your schedule, right? Give them alternate options and you're going to figure something out that's going to work. The other thing that I think a lot of us have taken off of our calendars and need to be putting back on as the market shifts to is to have a weekly set time blocked on our calendar with a like scheduled an appointment for when you're talking with your clients and doing your follow-up. And because properties have been selling so quickly and that will change as we come into the next couple of years, Um, I think agents have gotten more lazy and a little more sloppy with how we handle communication because it's a little bit more ad hoc. And so I want to encourage you to get those phone dates back on the calendar. Our days we call clients are Tuesdays and Thursdays. Um, Get those days or those time slots on your calendar so that your clients know when to expect to hear from you so that you're not chasing phone calls and returning phone calls, but instead you are proactively reaching out to your clients.
1: Um, so that's a really important one. That that's so that's so good, to say. And I, honestly, we—I think you said it in the beginning. You know, we teach people how to treat us, and I yes. think some of that. Another way in terms of protecting our time is—and for me, I'm I'm a night owl. So say and I are—we probably have a 24-hour watch probably going on. We, we do. Uh, we
0: would be of- great co-parents. <laughs> yes. You and I could co-parent yes. really well. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we could. Uh, and so I'm I'm up late, say as a er, up early. I'm um, up and early, what I yeah. found is that when I sent, yeah, when I sent emails late at night, my clients all of a sudden started calling me late at night mm-hmm. because they saw that I was up if they were up. And then they, their expectation was that they expected me to answer, right? Mm-hmm. Because they knew that I was up working. And so I found this... Um, This was a few years ago, but I found the setting to where you can set the time that your emails go out. Uh And so, what I, anytime I'm uh, working with a client or our teams working with a client, I teach them set it. If you're doing a late night email. Set it to go out 8 a.m. the next morning because that will then tr- teach your your clients when is it sort of an acceptable time to reach out to you, which is more during business hours. And so yes. this has been huge uh, for me, um, and I wanted to share that because it was it changed my my world. This that I one thing.
0: love that so much and. Um, I even do it now where I have a note set up on my phone. Like, you know, if you have an iPhone or Android or whatever, you can have a little note and I will type out myself texts instead of sending them to clients late at night. Mm. I will do the same because, you know, sometimes if you save, he doesn't save it as a draft. You either have to send it or not. And so I will—I have a note, and I'll just write out the notes of the text messages I want to respond to, and then I'll send those out in the morning so that I'm not responding back to clients via text to—at 10 p.m. I love—the schedule send, it's a magical thing, you guys. If you're not using it, it is magical. Like, we're hosted by Google, and we can set those in um, our—I needed to figure out how to do it on my phone. I can do it on my computer, but I don't know how to do that on my phone, so I'm going to figure that out. Um, So thank you for that, Sarah. I'm totally stealing that and putting that (laughs) on my phone.
1: So that's awesome. And great, great, great tip on text messaging too. That's uh, totally forgot about that, but that's (laughs) awesome. The other big thing in terms of protecting, protecting your time that I wanted to mention is do your best to rely. If you do have a team, do your best to rely on them. I know that like we... We have an operations team. So I know that any time that I answer a detail-oriented question, the client then expects me to answer that moving forward. And so Mm -hmm. if it is something that's sort of in their bucket or job responsibilities, lean on them and ensure that your clients are calling them or loop them in saying, you know what, I don't know, but uh, Lindsay does know. And she's on this email and she'll she'll make sure that you get this question answered as soon as possible. And so lean on your team. That will also help you protect your time as well. I love that.
0: And if you don't have a team yet, Send those emails and save them as templates so that when you do hire someone, you already have those mm. templates saved. Just get like a, I, I hate email folders. I've admitted that on a previous podcast, but this folder is <laughs> worth having, which is <laughs> an email folder of templates um, so that when you have a new person, you can give them access to all your email templates you've been answering questions for, for clients for days, weeks, months, years. You already have all those templates for them to jump off from. And I will tell you, Sarah, your, your advice on leaning in on your operations team is so true because... Because when I was early in with um, Kristen on our team, who was our, she's now our operations director, but she was our listings manager at the time, I would jump in thinking I was helping, trying to answer all of those questions for her. But what I was actually telling her, which I didn't realize, was that you're incompetent. I don't trust you. So I'm going to do your job for you. And she came in one day, real Mm. hot, really early on in our relationship, and looked at me and said, are you trying to fire me? I said, what? she goes, are you, are you trying to fire me? Are you trying to get me to quit? And I was like, what are you talking about? And she goes, you keep doing Aww. my job that you hired me to do. Do you think I can't do it? And I was like, what are, you, what are you talking about? She's like, every time you answer one of those client emails, what you're telling me is I'm not capable of doing my job. Let me do my job. And so if you have a great administrative person, don't tell them they can't do their job. Let them do it. They do a great job and they're amazing, and they're the lifeblood of most of our businesses. So take advantage of that (laughs) Um, because they they do appreciate, actually, being empowered, Um, and we think we're helping, but really what we're doing is micromanaging by doing that.
1: So true. So true. Well, you guys, this was awesome. You, too, can build raving fans and at the same time have an amazing life Um, And you just need to follow the steps. So step number one was set the stage for them to be a raving fan set it from the beginning and educate them that your business relies on their referrals. Step two is set expectations from the beginning. You can do that through presentations. You can do that through sharing the bad things that might happen. Um, also um, set the expectations around your phone. Um, and then number three is protect your time. You get to control um, your time and you get to control how others treat you. And so protect your time and protect those that matter most, which is typically our families. Don't, Deal from their time. So yes. that is part of having a big business and a big life. So thank you for joining us today. If you are getting something out of our podcast and you have not yet given us a five-star review, we would love, love, love yes. uh, you to take time today to give us a five-star review and get out there, have a big business and an even bigger life. Bye guys. Bye.